Welcome to this episode of the Casual Shooter Podcast. Today it's me, Chris, and Huggy. <laughs> well, we'll throw Leo in there too. Huggy's like two people. All right. I'm also here today. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody say hello. Hello. Hey. <laughs> All right. So we have uh, two guests on today. Um, they are the co-owners of Shadowhawk Defense. Hey. It's Randy and Lynn. So we're going to go ahead and bring them in studio now so they can join us and introduce themselves. Hello, guys. That's Hi, you. Guys. you can say hello. How are you? <laughs> Good. Okay. <laughs> Why, don't you guys, Why don't you guys take about 30 seconds and introduce Thank yourselves? You. Take about 30 seconds. Oh, well, my name is Lynn. Okay. My name is Lynn Cassidy, co-owners at Shadowhawk Defense. Um, I have uh, hired from 25 years in IT project management. Oh, I'm wow. Randy. I'm the director of training at uh, Shadowhawk Defense. called Captain Awesome. But uh, you can just call me Randy today. It's always good. Here we go. I look forward to this podcast. Awesome. All right. Cool. Um, so that's Captain. Yeah. Oh, my apologies. Sorry. Sorry, sir. Um, so what we tend to do here is ask some getting to know you questions just to kind of flush you guys out. And, uh, before we get into the, the hard hitting, uh, questions. So, uh, Lynn, what is your favorite book? Ooh. Notice we didn't Um, ask Randy. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good thing. Well, Apart from the obvious, the Bible. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I guess I'd have to say it would be one of the old Tom Clancy. In the old Tom Clancy, Red Storm Rising is probably my favorite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Cool. Okay. So, so Randy, for you, what is your favorite movie? I've read a book once. Oh, good that so in your favorite genre, in your favorite genre, what is your Action. favorite movie? Okay. Action adventure, of course. Always good. Uh, I would say probably Big Trouble, Little China. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't on that one, did not. Respectable. I like yeah. it. Here we go. Yeah. a little old school. Yeah. A little bit of humor thrown no, in there, yeah. No, no, these people are going to go. They're going to have to Google China. They're going to have to Google that. Yeah, that was before he was married. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, awesome. All right. So for, um, for Lynn, who is your favorite historical character? George Washington. That's easy. Right. That's a man of great courage, conviction, could have been could have been the king and let it go and set democracy on its course. OK. All right. That was a uh, for me. He did not. Slightly a wrong question. <laughs> yeah. No, he was like, OK, I've done my job. I'm out. You guys do what you got to do. Yeah. No, I, that's a good mm-hmm. answer. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what his philosophy was. You do your civil service, your public service, and then you go back to private life. OK. Um, yep. and Randy, you know many you? of our current politicians, yes, yeah, yeah. oh, easy. all about term limits in this house. <laughs> um, so Randy, for you, <laughs> same question actually, who is your favorite historical character? Famous historical character, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Bugs Bunny's a good one, that's so deep. <laughs> I feel yeah. like there's something behind that. They don't do Looney, they don't do Looney Tunes the way they used to. They don't do Looney Tunes the way they used to. No. Okay. Fair. Um, and now for both of you, yeah. kind of leading yeah. into yeah. our actual interview segment, it, what is your favorite gun? Pistol, rifle, doesn't matter. Anything. Favorite firearm. I love my MFP. The one that I can pick up and it goes bang. That's the one. The one that's working, that's my favorite gun. I like it. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> okay, so, so you guys are the owners, operators of Shadowhawk Defense uh, up in West Virginia. Um, so we're going to kind of get into that and, um, you know, see what that is all about and what that's like, especially in this climate and everything. But uh, Lynn, you do kind of the civilian side. Randy, you do the not so civilian side. So can you kind of break down what it is that you each do and like what the differences are? Oh, well, I'm primarily responsible for the administrative work. So I do all the taxes and the Excel spreadsheets and the bookings and all of that. It's very exciting. <laughs> uh, let's say I also uh, clean the toilets and empty the trash. <laughs> uh, the joys and glamour of a small business owner. Uh, but, you know, um, getting into how we started, I was visiting Randy down in uh, Southern Maryland at a range there, uh, when we were first dating and I'd have to travel four hours down and six hours back because of the, the traffic on the bridge, uh, the Bay bridge. And I was tired of driving all that way to see him like four hours a day. So I said, Hey, if we build a place, do you think the company would train at our place? And he said, sure, let me ask. And they said, yes. So, um, I started all the, the filings and all that stuff, got it started and we brought the company here. But then I was driving home from Ontolani. It was a four-hour trip because of the rain. Uh, I was at a USPSA match there, and I was like, man, this sucks. I, there has got to be some place on 160 acres where I can put some USPSA ranges and have some friends over to shoot a match. And so it just evolved into a line of business for us. So now I manage the shooting sports for the public. So we do USPSA, uh, Outlaw Steel, uh, Steel Challenge, and Too Good. And we might branch out into some archery this spring. Okay, very cool. Um, well, we're going to put a pin in there. Randy, and we'll come back to that. So, Randy, uh, what 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 part of the, what company stuff is she talking about with you, and uh, kind of what got this started? Well, as you can tell, since uh, Bugs Bunny is my historical character, I do not do the administration part because <laughs> that would be bad. Uh, what I do, I, I teach uh, military contractors. That's my main thing is I teach military contractors before they deploy to these other places. Uh, defensive tactics, CQB, pistol, rifle, uh, bounding, attack on vehicles, all the skills that they need outside of their tradecraft. I teach their skills before they deploy. Um, so how did you get into that? Know somebody? No, 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 don't. He's, he's doing admin stuff right now. It's fine. Um, so how did you get into that? And then how, what is that like? Oh, okay. Balancing <laughs> that side? Well, so. Go ahead. You're good. With the other side. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the way I got into this, I had my martial arts school. I had my martial arts schools in Colorado for 26 years. I was a personal student of uh, Grandmaster Shoto Tanamura, who was a ninjutsu grandmaster. I was a personal student of his for 17 years. So I was doing my martial arts schools in uh, Colorado when your brother-in-law, Patrick, got a hold of me and said, hey, we need to create a defensive tactics program for this uh, government contracting agency. So I developed this defensive tactics program. I came out to Virginia to teach it and they found out that I can shoot and teach, which is a rarity, and then also fight. So they had me start teaching everything that includes the CQB, the uh, room clearing, the attack on vehicles, the uh, ECP, everything. So that's how I got into it and I've been doing it for the last uh, almost 12 years. Not bad. Um, okay. Cool. So, um, in in doing both of those different things, uh, what is like? Is there a significant difference between kind of what you do, Randy, and competition shooting? And is there a crossover between the two? Not necessarily at your place specifically, but just as it relates to can you use competition shooting for self defense and vice versa? Well, competition shooting is definitely a benefit to any shooter because it, it increases their speed, hopefully their accuracy, and their ability to move and shoot. 
that doesn't really cross over as much to the tactical side because in competition, there's nobody shooting back at you. So the tactical side is, right, there's nobody shooting. So it's geared towards uh, defense of yourself where competition shooting is geared more towards their, their speed and their ability to move through and uh, like any sport, improve their position of grading, I guess it was, was it grading? Classification. Yeah. classification. Yeah, so you're not actually making tactical decisions. You're just, you know, seeing a target and shooting it and trying to get the best hit on the target. Well, yeah, not in the classical sense. Right, as you know, in competitions, you have five five minutes. Yeah, you have five minutes to walk the stage and get your game plan down uh, before you shoot the, the stage where – in the tactical side, you may not have the ability. And some of the people I teach here, they go into buildings that they have no idea what it looks like, that they have to clear those rooms. So you don't have that opportunity to take five minutes to go through and get a game plan. Gotcha. I do think one of the benefits that uh, that USPSA or IDPA or uh, one of the shooting sport disciplines has to that translates back to tactical is, you know, gunfights are not straight down a lane. And so many agencies and, and uh, law enforcement groups, they they just stand in a lane and shoot down range. And that's not realistic for a real gunfight. I mean, you're moving, you, it's 360. So what, you know, something like USPSA or you know, steel challenge. Well, maybe not so much steel challenge, but one of the other disciplines add to their training is the actual movement and shooting. So foot placement, you know, breathing control, um, target acquisition, speed, accuracy. I think a lot of that translates into the tactical field. I can't speak to the tactical to USPSA, but um, as far as um, moving movement, I think there's a real advantage there. I do encourage all these guys that I teach to shoot competition because it will benefit everybody who's a shooter to shoot competition matches. Mm -hmm. Even still challenge because it is about uh, quick to the gun, sure of your grip, quick to your target, sure of your, your sights. So mm -hmm. it is very important. Transitions too. A lot of transitions there. Okay, cool. I like it. Um, so... Uh, kind of transitioning a little bit to the competition side of it. Uh, I know that Lynn, you compete uh, pretty regularly, and I know Randy competes. Randy's version of competition, which is usually, oh, I'll pick up the gun and just go <laughs> shoot today. Um, so, what uh, divisions do you guys shoot and participate in, and then what uh, what is your classification as of right now? Oh, okay. Well, I shoot production mostly, so I'm a C class right now in production, and I also shoot limited and limited ten. I think in limited I'm D class, and in limited ten I might be D class. I'm not 100 percent. If I'm not DMC, uh, so that's pretty much the extent of what I do. Although I'm thinking about starting a little PCC for the winter winter months, a little easier. And for me, I shoot uh, both production and uh two gun i shoot two gun because i it depends on what skills i want to work on because i am a dc classification which is don't care uh so <laughs> with my dc classification i just work on the skills i need to work on okay so just so for those who don't know randy um just just to give you some background on this um I remember going to one of the USPSA matches and Randy shot the entire stage backwards just because, you know, he just, the whole, the whole classification thing is not Randy's bag. <laughs> it's fine. I get that. It's okay. The last, USPSA, the last USPSA match we had here, I shot strong hand only because I wanted to work on my strong hand shooting. So I shot the whole match strong hand only. How'd you do? I didn't. I wasn't last. <laughs> okay. And he didn't I did get win the part. Hey, first out of one is still first. <laughs> Trust me, still I first. will take that as a win any day I of the week. Last. Yeah. That's and I, right. And I wasn't last overall either. So there you go. Well, there you and go. he beat everyone that didn't show up. Yes. <laughs> There you go. Um, so out of sheer 
and complete curiosity, uh, how did you guys come up with the name Shadowhawk Defense? Oh, you want me to answer that? So um, Randy, as you know, is a six-degree black belt in ninjutsu. So he kind of ninjas in the shadow kind of thing. And then I am very fond of birds. I used to have parrots and rescue parrots. And um, I love red-tailed hawks. That's one of my favorite birds. So we put shadow and hawk together to make shadow hawk defense. I've known them for a very long time. I had no idea that that was that story, by the way. So yeah, that makes me very happy. I finally know. I'm like, is a shadow hawk a bird I don't know about? (laughs) Well, shadow hawk was quite, oh, probably, what was there, one, maybe two? Original. It was very original. And now there's all kinds of shadow hawks out there because, well, you know, leaders lead the way. The trendsetters. Yeah, now there's like a Shadowhawk golf course. And a, yeah, and a Shadowhawk drone. And there's all kinds of Shadowhawk things now. But you were the first. Imitation. Imitation, like greatest form of flattery. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Um, so, getting to a slightly more serious topic, um, how has the ammunition shortage affected you guys on both sides of the aisle? Be it the civilian side and the the contracting side. Well, the contracting side staying pretty regular because of the government people that they're able to get their ammo from. So, contracting staying pretty consistent with the ammo. Uh-huh. I guess I get a first come first serve type of thing. Yeah. Civilian Funny side is definitely affected. Um, I don't know. I think yeah. I think it, we've seen a, about a fifty percent decline in matches. Um, wow. I think it's the trifecta. People are hoarding. Um, ammo is just not available, and the price of it is cost prohibitive for some people. So, um, yeah, there's definitely been definitely been some issues. Plus the eight million new gun owners, yeah. brand new gun owners, are out there buying guns and ammo. So that kind of burned that up off the shelves. But we're moving into pellet gun matches because the fundamentals are the same. It's still grip side alignment, side picture. It's all the same thing. So we're starting pellet gun matches so people can in, at least enjoy themselves, have some fun. Well, and that was actually going to be my, my next question was, is that the, was that the catalyst for you guys doing that? Or was that just something that you were kind of going to independently do anyways? Well, it kind of both. It actually accelerated it. It was a longer term plan because I think pellet gun matches would be great for juniors and ladies who are not quite comfortable with a regular gun. So I had thought about that. I'm trying to get more ladies into the sports. Um, I mean, we're just, I think ladies are interested. They just need to take a step forward. They're just not as confident with it. And kudos to all you ladies who have stepped up. That's awesome. Bring more ladies into the sports. But um, I th- I'm hoping it's a stepping stone to bring juniors and ladies into the regular shooting community. Uh, is there any other kind of thing that, that you guys offer that uh, that's specifically geared towards that, classes or anything like that, specifically for women? Or is this kind of one of those stepping stones to do that? We do occasionally do a ladies only class and we will do private and semi-private lessons if someone's not comfortable being in a group class. Um, I do have a ladies class coming up in the next week or two. So you can always request a ladies class. Just send an email to info at shadowhawkdefense.com. But yeah, we occasionally do. And we're going to have a ladies range day this year too. I haven't put on the schedule yet, but I'm definitely trying to get more ladies out. Okay. Um, and kind of the same question for you, Randy, uh, aside from the government contract stuff, is there anything that you guys do, uh, privately for citizens as far as, Hey, learn how to do self-defense, uh, learn how to do, um, you know, everyday carry firearm stuff, anything like that? There is, uh, everything I've taught to the, the contractors I brought over to the civilian side. So I teach them, how to, how to clear rooms, do uh, CQB, do defensive tactics, how to fight and get to your gun. Uh, the course that I develop for these guys is unique. Uh, only a few people out there do that, where it is fighting and getting to your gun, creating space, getting to your gun and shooting. It is, there's people out there who are great at teaching self-defense. There's people out there that are great at shooting, but there's not very many out there that can really put it together 
and uh, same package of fighting, getting your gun and shooting. So I'm one of the few out there that are able to do that. So I offer that to the civilians. I also offer whether they want to learn how to shoot from a vehicle, uh, just everything that I teach them. I, I have to change a few things just to, uh, due to classifications. Okay. Some things are classified. Makes sense. So uh, a slightly more personal question. What is it like living and working together? I, I went there. I don't care. <laughs> So let's get ready to rumble. <laughs> I'm not afraid to ask the hard hitting questions. <laughs> no, that's great. We work out well together. Uh, I know my limitations is computer stuff. She hasn't learned that yet, that that is my limitation. I have hope. She, yeah. uh, and she knows that the tactical training side is mine, and I know competition and admin and all that good stuff that she's smart at is her. So it's good. We just kind of know our lanes, and, and I try and stay in mine. Damn. She tries to push me into hers. So <laughs> we, do, we do have kind of defined roles, which helps a lot. Um, and a sense of humor is an absolute must, absolute must, because you could end up killing each other when you spend 24 hours a day with each other. And I mean, we've had, we have had a few tussles uh, on the ranges setting, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, okay. setting up. I shadowed her off. It's more like Godzilla and Big Kong, but uh, Godzilla. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like, I guess our greatest disagreements come on the ranges when we're setting up the matches, because, like, I, I feel sorry for, like, the C and D class shooters, and Randy's putting out those, you guys know, those little oh, no. three-inch rounds that, Just, that are, yeah. like, 25 yards, and I'm like, yeah, like, I'm like, dude, cool, you know, you're, you're killing me, like, there are shooters that can't get that. And me, I'm like, I, they got to work on their basic skills of side alignment, side picture, and trigger control and she's like nope mm -hmm. they got to get through and go fast so that's where kind of the tactical and our competition just kind of <laughs> when i'm thinking like about it that. i'm thinking more of working on your basic skills i i like that you do that because when go ahead they, dave i forget which match it was it was one of the matches you got just the local match up there where randy had helped set up the courses and then fled out of town <laughs> and it was the Texas Star where everything was covered up at the bottom. Bottom. But yeah. that was yeah. awesome. That ended up being probably my yeah. favorite stage of all time at Shadowhawk was that. And because it really required you, too, to come up with a strategy. Like I was, uh, my strategy was I'm going to shoot four of them, I'll get them done pretty quick, and then I'm moving. I'm not even going to deal with that last one because. That's what was holding everybody up and killing their their score. So I did the four. I took off, and I was there were a hundred and some odd people who competed that weekend, and I was like top fifteen. Um, and I shot with two different guns, and I was top fifteen both times. So I, I liked nice. the congrats. Yeah, I, I liked See. the difficulty and the strategy that was involved. See, and I did, and I didn't really flee town because I put that stage up. <laughs> I actually had to go teach the Navy the East Sammy course with my buddy. Yeah. So it wasn't like I'm putting this up and I'm bugging out. Hey, it's your story. <laughs> it's your story. <laughs> but it, it's your truth, Randy. I'm sticking to that one. Yeah, the Navy. Right in the Navy. And, and that's what matters. <laughs> I, I, keep, I keep telling Lynn the same thing. <laughs> I, I keep telling Lynn the same thing. It's my truth. That's good. <laughs> it's my truth. I got you. Well, and speaking of your, your guys' truth, uh, I know, and, and Dave brought, brought it up uh, while we were talking before, um, about after the Delmarva match, you were like, never again. So can you, Lynn, kind of explain what yeah. it's like running those major matches and not murdering somebody? I think there's a body buried somewhere. Yeah, yeah. so I got a lot of property. Real... <laughs> we do. <laughs> so uh, that was a real eye opener for me because I 
you know, I was project manager for years. I managed like $50 million portfolios, 100 people. You know, I thought, oh, this is going to be easy. I, I think this will be, you know, we'll have lots of volunteers and I, I'll just coordinate. And what it ended up being was me and Randy alone setting up Delmarva. I mean, from tip to tail. So it was calling sponsors, emailing sponsors, keeping track of who committed, who who might commit, all of that. Then it was Randy building, oh my goodness, walls, walls, walls and walls and legs and legs and legs. And you had a broken foot at the time, as I recall. So even though somebody, not mentioning any names, <laughs> said, oh, we'll have a wall building pizza party. Guess who showed up? Nobody. <laughs> and I didn't over. even get any pizza. Yeah, <laughs> calling number and then uh, ordering, oh my goodness, how many, bo like 12, 15 boxes of one type of Target and eight boxes of hauling those. They're not light. Hauling those back to the shed and getting banners printed and uh, write, writing up the um, matchbook, getting all the stages approved, getting them designed, actually getting them set up. Um, thank God we did have someone help us that, that uh, Lee, uh, not Lee, um, Lou. Thank you, Lou, very much. It never would have happened without you. Thank you, Lou. Uh, it was shout exhausting. It was not a sponsor, but weeks. thank you. Shout yeah, shout out to Lou, Lou Walker. And thank God for him because it never would have happened. And so it, it was, I have learned that the balance in major matches has gone askew. And for those of you who shoot USPSA, if you're just one person and you can give one hour, if there are 20 people that do that, it's 20 hours of labor. So listen, you've got to volunteer because what's going to happen is if we start burning out the last, I'd say 25 people who volunteer for these matches, what's going to happen is these matches aren't going to happen anymore. And I'm already seeing like there's an old guard that's fatiguing of all this work. So if you want to keep these matches going, donate an hour, donate two hours. If you have a half a day or a full day, get out there. Just a pair of hands can make all the difference in the world. What, what is it? Many hands make light work is, as the saying goes. Yep. I'm still waiting for those many hands because when we started, Lynn said, well, this is a volunteer sport. Well, I haven't seen very many volunteers, <laughs> so it's not a volunteer sport. It's a Randy and Lynn build a stages sport out here. Yeah. And we, we copy you. If you're interested in setting up or taking down a match, we do copy your match fees. So all you got to do is send us an email a week before. As, okay. as we can attest, as people who have been the range medics for you guys, like, yeah. You don't got to pay if you actually come out and help. So, and thankfully, not a lot of, not a lot of people out there shooting themselves. Thank goodness. Yes. So, when yeah. when is, when, it would, when would it be good for people to understand the the best time to come out there to help you all set up? Would it be the Friday or is it like the Thursday? When was the best time for them to say, "Hey, I'm available to come out there to help you set up"? When when would that be? Uh Thanks for asking that question. I would say Thursdays are our core day, but Fridays can be helpful as well. And then there's always Sunday after the match to do breakdown. Okay. And I can attest the breakdown is um, if if you have like the hands there, it goes quickly. Uh, it's well organized. Everything has its place and if it can be done quickly and you can be out of there before you know it. So I've helped you guys break down that stuff and everything like that. So uh, you guys have a trailer that comes around and everything gets stacked on and then it goes right over there to the shed and just gets taken off real quickly. So people who are interested, it's not that hard. It's real easy and it's well coordinated. So my two cents. Works. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Much appreciated. <laughs> yes, and you're awesome for doing that. Yes, thank you. Of course, you know, being the black sheep of the family. <laughs> well, you know, one, of the, one of the advantages to setting up is you actually get to see the stages in advance. So you get a little bit of a, an opportunity to get your game plan together. There you go. Um, so, Plus, it's actually uh, good to hear you talk because I haven't heard you talk 
Yeah. <laughs> He's got to warm up first. He's like this, the hamster kind of just getting the wheel spinning <laughs> really early. Yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm kind of like thinking about you know King's Pizza right about now. No, yeah, yeah. that's what happened. You Big said fans. pizza party. He's like, Chicken Parmesan pizza, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. See, there's shout out to King's Pizza right there. Yeah, not a sponsor. Yeah, not a sponsor. They now have a BYOB policy, so you can bring a six pack of beer or a bottle of wine and have that with your pizza. They don't care. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love I West Virginia. <laughs> Dave, I might change my <laughs> answer too. from Texas to West Virginia. Land of the free. <laughs> yeah. Well, so actually, to speak to that a little bit, uh, with, with, with everything that you guys do, contract work, government stuff, and then the civilian side, you guys are in a, a community, and it's a pretty small community. Um, what's it like? Do you have any local partners? Or, like, what's that, what's that business like being in that community? And they disappeared. Yeah, we lost them. Oh, no. No. We did. Okay. So, all right. Well, let's fill in the gap because you know they're coming back. Like, we I see the names popped up, so they're coming. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I believe if we clap. I was going to say, click your heels three times. Yeah. It's like Tinkerbell. Right. Hey, well, hey. hey. I know you guys were magicians. Hey. Like Houdini. Randy was interviewing me. No, it's okay. I had palpitations. My blood pressure medication started ramping up a little bit. It was a pee break. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, the the question I was asking we was, uh, yeah. So the you guys are in a relatively small community, and you kind of know the local area. What's it like? Uh, having the, your type of bin, business in a community uh, like you live in. He said business. I said business. <laughs> I, I said what I said. <laughs> Practice <laughs> score. <laughs> What's it like having business out here? <laughs> what do you think? Did you just fart? I. <laughs> I don't know how well, <laughs> you might want to put him in the green room while he calms down. Oh, no. And it's on record. Recording this. Okay. You okay, Huggy? He's fine. Yeah. He's fine. Just ignore okay, him. <laughs> Deep breath. Deep breath. All right. <laughs> just, just answer. <laughs> trust me. Uh, okay. Well, okay. I think this is just as good as fifty cents. So, <laughs> it's all good. I'm well, sorry. Having, I, a, having a business I, in rural. I apologize. I, I really do. <laughs> I really apologize. I really apologize. I wanted to say that it's just. What. The three of us had this little thing going, and I said a incorrect. Hey, save word. that for the privacy real room, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> that was in the green room. <laughs> so anyway, continue on. I, I I wanted to apologize, so I got composure now. No worries. Uh, West Virginia. West Virginia. Uh, I would say uh, there are some advantages and disadvantages to having a business in rural West Virginia. So, of course, it's great because, I mean, it's beautiful out here. And if you haven't been here, I encourage you to come out. We, we take a lot of pride in the place and we're trying to create it to be like a national park uh, atmosphere. The only problem is you can't just run to the store 15 minutes away. It's it's. And there and the internet connection isn't the best in rural right. West Virginia. In, in rural West Virginia, <laughs> this is this is right up the street from Huggy, so I'm surprised we haven't lost connection with him yet. Ah, uh, I know it's probably the weather out there with the snow and everything. His clarity has not been great at times. <laughs> there we hey, go. Stop flirting. Hey, put your clothes back on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is a family focus, show. Focus up, you degenerates. 
<laughs> did you guys see us when we lost you guys did you see us uh, we're not no. going to talk about it because it's inappropriate uh-oh <laughs> it's not on it's not on it's not recorded anyway. us, man. <clears throat> oh good okay, okay. Right. So where were we? West Virginia. National Being Park, out West here Virginia. in West Virginia is great because it is definitely, and it, it's a definitely a gun-friendly environment. Uh, we're surrounded by shooters. Uh, the people just moving in, they're shooters. They're next door. They were their shooters. Uh, place across from us is another shooting facility owned by a security company. And it's a, that's why we're in West Virginia because it is a gun-friendly environment. Land of the free. Mountaineers are forever free. Very cool. Come join us. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a cult. It's wild and wonderful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not a cult. Um, so do it you guys a have high a high-class premier a, a training facility? Season? That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful up there. Highly recommend it. Uh, but do you guys have like a slow season, off season, or are you just uh, balls uh, to the wall every day? Well, as far as the shooting sports go, we closed down in February because, as you can see outside right now, it is well, about a foot of snow. So we closed down in February just to do maintenance work and get caught up on things. And the weather, of course, is part of it. But uh, we do run matches as often as the weather permits. As far as the uh, training side, that's ongoing. We don't shut that down. That's a constant year-round activity. So Lynn's always doing something. You're always doing something, whatever it is. Training, Lynn's doing your admin work for you and cleaning yeah. your toilet. I'm very sorry. I'm sorry, yes. Lynn. I'm sorry. Yes. I hurt you. Okay. It's part of the job. <laughs> you picked him. So. Life yeah. choices. I, I did. Yeah. But, you know, that, you know, was it's a small business thing. You know, it's just the fact of life for a small business owner. And I, I, you know, I don't mind it. And some days I think, oh, this sucks. But then other days I think, you know, this is a good exercise in staying humble because it is about like being good to the people that come up here. Cause uh, you know, the guys that train with Randy, they're contributing to our national security and um, they're taking care of us. And, you know, the people that come up here for shooting sports, well, and poof, they'll be back. Those guys aren't that important. They'll be, they'll be National back. security guys are more important. I have confidence. Where are they? Where'd they go? I don't know, but it was hilarious that you lost it the way you lost it. Oh, my God. I, that was, I couldn't help it. All of a sudden, uh, the whole well, we know. We were there. Hey, oh, oh, there we go. Yeah, He killed her. She's gone. Hey, there we are. Hey, there's... Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Hi, kitty. That's Hawk. Hi, Kitty. Hi, Hawk. Hi, Hawk. That—that's not Hi, the kitty. same cat from before, is it? They murdered that yeah. cat. Yeah. Well, that's two. Oh, so you have two now. Shadow. He's around here somewhere. Right. So uh, Shadow. So was Shadow the first one that you, Randy, fell in love with? <laughs> Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> oh my God, the tales of that cat and you, Randy, are hilarious. That's another oh. podcast. Yeah, we don't want to incriminate anybody on this episode. Yeah. Well, so to kind of get back to the to, to the to the question, um, and, and we very much appreciate that you guys make yourselves available and do the work that you do for both the government stuff and the civilian stuff. Um, and we don't like to get super political, but, you know, just 30 second kind of snippet on. Um, is there anything that you guys with the business that you have and being entrepreneurs and, and everything like that, is, is there anything that you see with the current administration that you are worried about as far as being a business owner and then being a business owner that has specifically a weapons based business? Well, the current administration, easy to see since we do operate training and firearms and the situation with ammunition and guns. Yeah, there's definitely a concern with these people. 
Yeah, I would say um, I, my biggest concern is um, 71 million people are about to be judged by the actions of just a few. And basically what I'm saying is uh, all the gun owners in the country are about to feel policies created to address the actions of just a few shooters. And there are already um, laws on the books to handle mental illness and criminal activity. So why we have to put policy uh, on all these gun owners is beyond me. It doesn't make any sense. So that just tells me that either they're not well informed or they really aren't interested in taking care of the real issues, which are mental illness. That is the number one cause of a lot of these mass shootings and criminal activity. So uh, I try to advocate for our Second Amendment rights. Um, write to your congressmen, write to your state legislators. That's really important. People forget about that. Um, just a simple email that says, we already have laws. I am mm. voting for Len. I am telling you that right now. I'm voting for her. I'm writing her in. Well, there was- That was um, so right on point. One of the major matches, I think it was Del Marva. There was um, legislation. There was something going on during the time of the Del Marva match, and Lynn during the range brief mentioned something okay. about. Right. It. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're yep. back. Oh, she went and got Shadow Sorry for another kitty. There's Shadow. <laughs> Shadow, stop messing with the internet, like, man. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's the power lines. <laughs> so, you, uh, Dave, what He's were you bad. saying about the legislation so, that Lynn was talking about? Caveat on that. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, well, caveat on that because you can see how well gun laws. You can see how well gun laws are working in Chicago and those other places, Baltimore. right? Baltimore. See, yeah. you, all those gun laws. It doesn't matter. People are going to get guns. If they want guns, they're going to get guns. And as they always say, criminals are going to have the guns. Yeah. And the yeah. problem isn't the tool used for violence; it's the violence. There are violent people. So, you know, there are many ways to hurt people. So it's not the tool that's the problem. It's the violence. Yeah. So I mean, one of my lessons that I do when I teach defensive tactics is I'll take one of the, the weapons that I'm teaching, the gun, knife, whatever, and I'll lay it on the floor. And I'll ask everybody, what is that weapon doing right now? And they'll say nothing. I'll pick it up and I'll say, what is this weapon going to do now? And they go, oh, that could do a lot. Exactly. Right? Because that... Guns or knives don't kill people. People kill people, and they just use the gun or the knife as an accessory or tool to accomplish that mission. Correct. So it's not the gun. They'll use a car. They'll use a baseball bat. They'll use whatever they have to do. If they're going to kill you, they're going to use something. So they're going to use something. Yeah. And, you know, well, I often hear about, oh, we need to outlaw guns because of domestic violence. But I did some research on that, too, and um, I, I – I found out that domestic violence escalates, escalates until the abused person is killed. So there, and I, I don't want to talk about the statistics, but many tools are used to kill the abused person. So it's not the gun. The gun doesn't make the person violent. The person is violent before they get the gun. Correct. So that domestic violence argument doesn't work well. Then I am voting for you. I'm going to be your advocate, but we're going to the top. Okay. Vote for Lynn for president. <laughs> oh, You're going to hear first, people. I got to get through school. Oh. ASIC 2024. Doesn't matter. It's already done. Uh, so, we have a platform. This is basically uh, happening. Yep. So, yeah. Just expect uh, to see your name on the ballot. Yeah. I'm going to get a flag. I'm having a flag made. It says Lynn 2024. Decision made. And here we are being what we are, gun owners, and they're going to say, oh, you're just a white racist, whatever. I said, well, there's hug. Probably. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, there's Huggy. There's, Huggy. there's me. Yeah. You know, we're good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was so, that was so right on point. That's what so, happened. The internet was like, we can't, we can't be talking about Huggy right now. It's too right, much going on. Right. They're like, oh, we can't oh, let, oh, we can't oh, let this oh, out. Oh, 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 it's snowing. 
It is. Check it out. It's getting Check accurate it over there. It is crazy. Wow. Um, yep. yep. Thought you wow. might need to see that. It's a lot of sand. It's a rain did all morning. Yeah. 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 Well, um, I actually, I think I'm out of questions. So, uh, old well, Dave and, and Chris, comment. you guys got anything? Yeah, I've got a comment from earlier um, when they were talking about taking a break, but yet they're still doing stuff. You made the comment that, so they're always doing something. I think what most people don't realize is how much work being self-employed is because for two years from 95 to 97 I was self-employed teaching precision rifle to civilians and law enforcement um, and things like that and and it is there is no such thing as a day off I mean it is seven days a week you are doing something working on something prepping something whatever the case is there is work seven days a week it never ends. So my hat is off to you guys because I know how difficult it, it is. It, it doesn't end. I'm either fixing something, maintenance something. If we're not training, then I'm out there fixing something. Because something's, as you know, if you've ever been on a shooting range or owned a shooting range, if something's out there, somebody's going to shoot it. It's not necessarily <laughs> target. They're going to shoot it. Yeah. For yeah. some reason. They can't, they got to shoot it. They got to shoot my line markers. Oh, Huggy, is that what you're pointing at? I, I broke, I broke. Oh, uh, no, you just got it. Oh, no, no. Like I broke a stage at nationals. He did. True story. I shot, no. the, you know, yeah. like, so the, the popper that activated the bobber, I shot the cable in between the two. Yeah. And it wasn't near where he was supposed to hit. <gasps> See, not. I did it See, on purpose. not everybody can do that. Anybody exactly. can hit the target. Not everybody can shoot a small cable. So you've much improved. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> Randy gets me. This is why we're friends. Because he know he gets Yes, me. I do. It's my man right there. I love you guys. Um, Huggy, you got anything for them? So, what is your favorite food? Oh, boy. All that talk about pizza. I know. Yes. <laughs> that would be having King's Pizza with my brothers, Huggy, Dave, and Leo. And no oh. beer. Maybe some beer. I'm yeah. in. So. Oh. Yeah. All right, well, when Snowpocalypse <laughs> stops in West Virginia, we'll go. See, oh. they know. The internet <laughs> knows. Yeah. The internet knows. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> And it's funny oh, because they're there, they're talking, and literally they just disappear. Right. I but feel, I wonder, can they still hear us? I feel like they're parlor. <laughs> <laughs> Not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Hey, so, now we're back. So before we lose you guys again, um, A, where can people get in touch with you and your company uh, to either train or come shoot? Um, and do whatever they do, and then B, are there any charities or anything like that that you support, and anything you want to plug about you guys or anything? Uh, if you would like information, you can send an email. That's okay. Uh, if you'd like information or have any questions or just need to reach out, you can write an email to info at shadowhawkdefense.com. Or um, you can just call the facility at 304-229-8365. And the charities that we're supporting, the charity that we're supporting this year is Operation Underground Railroad. We will be holding a benefit match for them later in the year. And I think that's actually, registration might be open for that now on practice score. And the other thing that we do offer is bay rental. So you can come in, we don't have memberships but we do uh, rent our bays out in a slow time. So if you want to call and reserve a bay, you can come out as $20 an hour per person. And if you want to add steel, it's a little extra charge, but you, we can add steel to that. But we do rent our bays out. Very nice. Awesome. Um, and is there and anything else you guys want to plug? One other thing I'd like to say, oh, <laughs> I was just going to say, um, one other thing I'd like to say is, don't be intimidated 
uh, by the term match or competition. You should, if you're thinking about coming out for shooting sports, do come out. I was looking at some videos from one of our shooters about a year ago. Um, this young lady started, she was, you know, everyone starts from the beginning. There's no skipping that. And she was slow and maybe not very accurate. And a year later, I, I'm watching her on the ranges and she's just doing so great. And it's just a progression and it's a fun journey. So if you're interested in starting shooting sports, you're not sure what to do, just reach out. I'll be happy to get you started. And just remember, we all started from our first day. So please jump in. Absolutely. Um, and and like I just want to thank you guys. Oh, go ahead, Randy. Oh, well, not in a certain way, but I would like to plug Huggy, Leo, and Dave for having us on here, but not, not, you know, not plug in a certain way. No, no, I'm good either way. I'm good. So either one's fine. Okay. All right. Not not, not in a prison way. Uh, You know what I mean? It's random. Look at it. Just give you guys a shout out for, (laughs) I know, can't help it. Can't turn it off. Anyway. Oh, oh, but the internet oh. can. The internet can turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> I think Biden just turned it off. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna respond. I'm gonna say something nice about us. Right. It must be a beta. Oh, yeah. Or a Pete. That's the problem. So one of them. Here we come. Oh, hello. Here. Hey, we're back. Yay! Yay! We lost Huggy. Oh, there he is. There he is. And uh, guys, Randy and I just wanted to say congratulations on congratulations on your podcast and your Thank success. You. And Thank we you. think it's great. I think it's awesome. And it's so fun to watch you guys grow into this this uh, branch of the journey of shooting. So good luck with all of this. Well, Thank you. Thank you. We definitely appreciate it. And thank you guys very much for your time. Yes. Um, thank you for suffering through the internet and the, the <laughs> snow. I can't tell which way your window is. The snow um but we really appreciate your guys time and uh, we appreciate everything you guys do for the shooting sports yes um so thank you guys again you. for for your for giving us your time and letting us talk to you and love you too and, and bug you so that's all i got absolutely always happy to miss you guys miss you too miss you guys be safe and we'll see you in the warmer weather word all right, sounds good. All right, thanks a lot, guys. We'll see you. And King's Pizza. Yep. <laughs> Bye. 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 I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Thanks for listening. Hope you continue listening. And please tell everyone you know about us. And you can find us at www.casualshooterpodcast.com. There you can find all of our podcast episodes as well as those we publish in video format on YouTube. We did just add a new page called Links. On that page, you can find links to all of our guests. Until next time. Don't be a little bitch. Yeah.